demonic delusions of Hinduism and other sects, the teachings of St. Paisios the Athenite. The following is from the Spiritual Councils of St. Paisios, Volume 3, Spiritual Struggle, as well as two excerpts from his life, St. Paisios of Mount Athos, by Hieromonk Isaac. On the Asceticism of Hinduism Yerinda, do the Hindus attain a certain degree of good self-control because they are helped by the great asceticism they practice through yoga? They practice and practice, but what do they achieve in the end? Orthodox temperance and abstemiousness, ascetic discipline in general, always aims for a higher spiritual purpose, the sanctification of the soul. The Hindus' satanic and worldly asceticism results in an agile body, flexing arms and legs like a paper puppet, so they can be admired by fools and mocked by demons. Practicing from early childhood, they meditate by placing their legs on their shoulders. They develop their hands by striking a bag of pebbles, and when their hands are full of corns and calluses, they can break heavy objects like bricks and sticks. But there's an explanation for what they claim to feel. For example, they stretch out their tongue until it reaches their nose, or they draw it back into their larynx. They feel some sense of irritation or sweetness or a tingling sensation and then say, this is nectar. Then they may push some nerves near the ears and begin to hear sounds of music. Or they press their eyes and begin to see little stars. They stare at the sun with eyes wide open, and when they shut them, they see light. Behold, we have seen the uncreated light, they say. In that case, the devil himself says, Oh, you want lights? I'll give you lights. He cultivates their imagination, and then, without pressing the eyes or staring into the sun, they see lights. The devil often tries to deceive us by showing us lights and so on, even though we turn our back on him. Imagine what he would do if we provoked him. He's always looking for an opportunity. In other words, Yaranda, does the devil present these people with certain fantastical images or displays? Yes. He cultivates their fantasy to a high level and then deceives them. Some of our people go to the Hindus and are taught to say in the Hindu language certain incantations about Christ Panagia and the saints. Some may know that these things are blasphemous, others may not. In the end, they become possessed by demons. Then they start uttering incoherent words. They eventually become delirious, and onlookers consider them to be in a spiritual state. But this is actually a demonic state. Hinduism has done a lot of harm. Even though the Hindus are an intelligent people with metaphysical concerns and much sentiment, they involve themselves with so-called philosophy, errors, and sorcery. They have a field day in presenting their theories to Europeans. And one can see that while their leaders and teachers are well-fed like bulls, their followers and everyone else back in India are dying of hunger. They come to Greece, too, and deceive the people with their theories of nirvana, laziness, transmigration of the soul. Meanwhile, they include in their books passages from the Holy Scripture, from the Philokalia, from the fathers of the church, and they draw the people's attention. In the past, 
the Orthodox people would never pay any attention to such Hindu theories. Now, even some well-educated people support such foolishness and pay out large sums of money. Hinduism has done a lot of harm. Yerinda, are there any Indians who are Orthodox Christians? Very few. Some remained from the church founded by Apostle Thomas, but they became isolated. Some became Catholics and other Protestants. Today, there are only a few Orthodox. All those things presented by other religions or sects as miracles have nothing to do with the miracles found in our Orthodox faith. Christ seeks philotimo from us. He doesn't want us to love him because he is almighty. If he wanted to, he could perform a miracle and have everyone believe in him in a flash. But if he were to do that, he would deprive man of the ability to decide freely. The Holy Scripture says, Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Orthodoxy has true miracles and divine grace. Hinduism has sorcery and philosophy. It displaces miracles with sorcery and divine grace with philosophy. The devil gives powers to the gurus, the sorcerers, and so forth, because they give him rights over them. This is how they can perform certain miracles and impress those who see them. From the moment someone sees that a miracle worker has nothing to do with Christ, he should realize that it's all the deception of the devil, who never tells the truth and whose sole purpose is to deceive the creatures of God. Those who have a good disposition will begin questioning themselves, seeing that the sorcerer's life is not pure but confused. Whereas in orthodoxy they can find purity of life, nobility, and superiority. They can find people who have holiness and can do real miracles. In orthodoxy, human goodness and kindness is the outpouring of the love of man for God and for his neighbor. All other goodness and kindness that comes from other religions or from people in error may have some good human elements, but it lacks the spiritual elements of Jesus Christ. Whoever truly lives according to the orthodox way of life has authentic humility and love, offering and sacrificing himself completely for his neighbor. The ascetic discipline, the fasting, the vigils, it's all done out of love for God not for the sake of experiencing satisfaction. Jesus Christ came into the world to be crucified out of love for his creature. He was crucified first and then he was resurrected. It's rather low of someone to seek spiritual satisfactions and joys. Of course, it is another matter altogether if Jesus Christ should choose to give him a taste of heavenly sweetness. In contrast, those who are involved with the philosophies and practices of Hinduism let's say yoga, are after some sort of spiritual state. They want to reach a level of ecstasy, to feel some sort of pleasure or to become better than others without really caring about them. Let's say that a Hindu is on the beach meditating. If at that moment someone is in danger in the sea and is screaming for help, he will most likely remain completely indifferent and not budge from his position so he won't lose the pleasure of meditation. In contrast, if an Orthodox monk was there saying the Jesus prayer to himself, he would throw his kombuskini aside and run to save the drowning man. The Seduction of People Yerinda, when the prophet Elijah and Enoch returned to preach repentance, 
Will the people understand and come to their senses? Those who have a good disposition will understand, but those who do not have a good disposition will not understand and will be deceived. Christ warned us that we must be very vigilant, for false Christs and false prophets shall arise, and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. There are some people who readily accept certain deceived people as prophets. A few years ago, there was a Protestant man who constantly wandered around carrying a leather suitcase with the inscription in English on the outside, I am the prophet Elijah. He wore a short-sleeved shirt, carried the Bible in English, and told people he had descended from heaven. When they asked him what he believed in and what religion he belonged to, he said, Well, those things are nonsense. There were no religions back then. You see? For him, all of them, the Catholics, the Protestants, the Pentecostalists, all the heresies and all the offshoots of the heresies are one and the same. Just from this alone, can't you see what is going on? This man sent me so many letters. He would write certain passages from Holy Scripture and always give them a Protestant slant. He also sent many letters to various other people here, sometimes from England and sometimes from other places. A few believed in the things he was saying and wanted to publish in a magazine that the prophet Elijah had come. But I scolded them. Have you gone mad? What are you trying to do? The poor people are so confused. Even listening to the things these deceived people are saying is a sin in itself. There are some who say, if you believe that something will happen in a certain way, it will. This means that they have faith in themselves but the devil is hiding behind their selves. They deify themselves and are stripped of divine grace. They try to deceive people with such theories. A 45-year-old man presented himself as a graduate of the famous Chalki Seminary, expounding various philosophical notions of Hinduism. I had to tell him, you are harming yourself and others when you relate this refined Hindu nonsense, and at the same time, Present yourself as a graduate of Chalki. Be careful. You will become possessed by the devil. Yerinda. Why is it that various sects in Greece seek to present themselves as societies rather than as religions? It is a misleading tactic. As you see, even though St. Constantine did away with paganism and established Christianity as the empire's official religion, there are people today who are trying to bring back this paganism. Permits are given to build mosques. Gurus can have their own monastic centers to freely offer their lectures. Various other centers are set up to proselytize. The Freemasons can roam freely. The same with the Jehovah Witnesses. Orthodoxy is under attack from so many theories. But none of these will stand. They will all collapse. The poor people are easily led astray because they have distanced themselves from God and are in darkness. Two young men told me that they had gone on a pilgrimage to Hebron and had had to put on the traditional Jewish cap in order to venerate at the tombs of the patriarchs. What can you make of such veneration if you have to put on the symbol of Jewish worship? What can you say? The confusion is immense. There was a sign outside a Roman Catholic church in Paris that read, Teaching of the Jesus Prayer with the Yoga Method. 
what have they come to? No wonder psychological problems abound and people lose their mind. People don't know what it is they want. Some Roman Catholics, Protestants, and others hear that when someone is baptized in the Orthodox Church, he is changed, reborn, and so they imagine that if they too are so baptized, all of their psychological problems will vanish. Once, when people were planning to baptize a Protestant who wanted to become Orthodox, I said, Look, don't baptize him. He isn't ready for baptism. But they answered, No. He will be helped when he's baptized, but he is not ready for baptism. Do you see? They didn't listen to me. They took him to the sea and baptized him. Two or three days later, he came to me and said, I was baptized, but the baptism didn't solve my psychological problems. Then, of course, I asked him, Well, is this why you were baptized? To get rid of your psychological problems? If you had truly felt the need for baptism, if you had understood first its true meaning and value and sought its magnificence, then yes, you would have been truly reborn and even your psychological problems would have disappeared. But when you want to be baptized so that your psychological problems will go away, how can you expect them to go away? By magic? People confuse sorcery with miracles. They cannot distinguish gold from bronze. One can see a Protestant baptized Orthodox. Then he goes and becomes Roman Catholic and then returns to the Protestants or to the Orthodox saying, I found no comfort there. A Catholic became Orthodox, was tonsured a monk and lived nine years in a monastery. He came to the Kalevi one day and told me, I didn't have the chance to live the worldly life as an Orthodox Christian. And now I want to go into the world and get married. Can you imagine? And when I tried to tell him how very grave and serious it is to think like that, he just said, Why is it grave? I can't understand why it would be grave. Return to Orthodoxy People in today's strange world find comfort in strange things, not in what is right and true. They know India on the other side of the world, and they travel there to experience its magic. But they ignore the holy mountain, which is in their own country right next to them, with the true mystical life in Christ. A student told me that he went to India and stayed there for three and a half years. He was seeking the truth about the religions. Finally, an Indian told him, Why did you come here? What you seek is to be found in orthodoxy. That is where the light is. Go to the holy mountain to find what you seek. That is how he returned to Greece and came to the holy mountain. Yerinda, when an Orthodox Christian goes with the Hindus and then repents, can he be received again into the Orthodox Church? Such a person needs profound repentance and should be re-chrismated. If such a person desires to return to Orthodoxy and become again a member of the Church, he must first renounce on a written libellus the heretical teachings and confess the Orthodox faith. Then the priest will read the prayers for those returning to the true faith and anoint him with the holy chrism. I see some young people, Greek youths, who haven't read a single line of the gospel, and they go and read books on Brahmanism, Buddhism, the Quran, and so on, and they also go to the Hindus. After finding no comfort there, 
they return to orthodoxy, but in the meantime they have collected many germs. Once they suffer damage, it's difficult to find the truth afterwards. One must come to know orthodoxy first. If he does not like it, then he can leave. But first let him properly learn what orthodoxy is, and then he can compare it to the other various theories. For once he learns orthodoxy, he will be able to distinguish copper from gold, or will be able to assess how many carats his gold contains. He won't be easily fooled into thinking that all that glitters is gold. In any case, I have noticed that only an egotistical person will leave orthodoxy once he has learned it. A humble person never leaves. The following is from St. Paisios of Mount Athos by Hieromonk Isaac. The Hindu Leader The saint helped a lot of people who had got mixed up with yoga and Eastern religions. A Greek man who had once been a leading representative of the Hare Krishna movement recalls his experience with the elder. I first heard of Elder Paisios when I was in Italy. The leaders of our organization from all the European countries had gathered for a meeting, and it was there that I heard about Father Paisios. They portrayed him as a yogi who had turned up in Greece, so I decided to go and meet him. After coming to Greece and meeting the elder, I began to realize my error. When I told the leaders that I wanted to leave the group, they fought me intensely. Although I had been in charge of the whole organization and traveled all over Europe, I was now afraid just to get on the local bus. Even the most trivial tasks seemed to be incredibly difficult. My soul felt paralyzed by pain and fear. I had allowed the devil to have lots of control in my life, but the elder helped me to escape. If it had not been for him sheltering me with his prayers, I would not ever have been able to break away from their satanic hold over me. Later, the young man made a public confession of faith in a church in Athens and was received back into the bosom of the Orthodox Church by the mystery of chrismation. A Disciple of Maharaji Once, the elder was visited by a rich man who, along with his entire family, followed the Hindu guru Maharaji. He had been initiated by the guru. According to the Argo of the movement, he had received the knowledge. They had traveled to Europe's major cities at great expense to see him. Using his gift of clairvoyance, the elder related various facts about the man's own life to him, and he advised him to get a job, even if he did not need one, saying that work would do him good. Impressed by the elder's spiritual gifts, the man asked him about meditation and other spiritual techniques. Look, my child, the elder kindly interrupted him, techniques do not matter at all. You are trying, but where you are digging, there is no gold. There is just the devil. The gold is Christ. Through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, of St. Paisios the Athenite, O Lord Jesus Christ, our God, have mercy on us. Amen.